Welcome, podcasters. This is Michael, and this is this week's Cousins on Cinema. This week I'll be going solo as I review this year's Oscars that just happened last Sunday. Today I'll be going over the winner for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, so our Best Picture winner was Nomadland this year. This was directed by Chloe Zhao. This was the one that we just reviewed last week. I reviewed with John, and as John said, and as I also noted a couple times, this was the heavy favorite to win this award. So I wasn't really surprised when last Sunday I I was watching and it finally came the Best Picture winner as Nomadland. So as discussed in the last one, you know, I, I did like this film. I thought that it was it was a definitely different film than what I was used to. Definitely a very indie film. You know, it follows this woman, Fern, as she navigates life without her husband. And she finally is trying to adapt to life living in a van while going from place to place across the U.S. It's definitely a very original story. I thought the screenplay was good. Um, you know, I, I think the directorial technique was probably the the best factor in the film, which is obviously why Chloe Zhao won Best Director at the Oscars. But honestly, I think this this film's really backed by Frances McDormand's performance as Fern, because I think I can't really see anybody else playing Fern. I think that we needed that strong female role in this film, and I don't think anybody really could have delivered as well as she did. So. I think that's probably one of the main reasons why this won. Again, I'm not upset at this winning Best Picture. Sometimes I feel that the Oscars messes up. You know, last year, originally I felt that Parasite did not deserve to win. However, on a second watch of the film, I thought, you know what, I'm not really upset about this. This is a, this is a really good movie, very original story. So I wasn't really upset altogether. I'm not going to delve too much into the story of Nomadland because we just did a podcast on it last week. But if you do want to know more about the film, it is a great film. I think Chloe Zhao did a really good job. I would listen to our podcast from last week. I want to hear more about it. So after Best Picture, I'd like to go over Best Actor. The Best Actor winner is none other than Sir Anthony Hopkins, well known for his role as Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. I think that he did a really good job in the movie The Father. He, which he won for, obviously, he played a man who's dealing with severe memory loss as a result of dementia, and he finds it difficult to really carry on with life because he's obviously used to being able to kind of figure everything out for himself and doesn't really have any issues with telling people apart or knowing what's going on, really. However, when he finally gets into the story, you find that he really is having a ton of trouble. He has multiple crying spouts, multiple yelling spouts, where he's just super frustrated that he doesn't know what's going on. And the people around him are practically strangers, including his own daughter. Um, It's just, it's really, it's kind of, it's difficult to really put into words how, uh, how difficult it is for this man to carry on with life, which I think that is pretty much an accurate representation of what happens when one gets dementia. So 
Obviously, we're talking about the acting job from Hopkins here. He did a really good job. I mean, he displayed various levels of emotion, mostly anger and sadness because he didn't really know what was going on. But he also delves into various levels of confusion that he has to deal with throughout the throughout the film. Again, his character doesn't really know what's going on. He's kind of just left in the dark. And even if people would try to explain it to him, he can only really remember things from a long time ago. He can't remember things that he just learns. So, you know, it's it's hard for him to figure out what's going on. And the gimmick of the film is that we as the audience are kind of watching from his eyes. We don't really know what's going on. It's kind of confusing. Um, we don't we don't personally know who certain characters are. We perhaps get some characters mixed up because I don't know, we just aren't it just isn't explained to us or something. There's no there's no certain thing in the screenplay that's like, oh hey, I'm your daughter or you know, you're my father or something like that. You don't really know. It's kind of it's it's a little confusing from that standpoint, but that's kind of the gimmick of the film. They want to make you in his shoes. So I think the Hopkins does a really good job. I wouldn't say that it tops his role as Hannibal Lecter, which he also won an Oscar for back in the day. Um, but I think that it was really good. I think that he obviously is a fantastic actor. He's one in a million, really. So I don't, re- I don't really think that this is better than his role as Hannibal Lecter, per se, but it's really very good. I think that he did a good job as this, as, as this role. As Anthony, you know, his namesake, obviously. Um, so without further ado, we can dive into Best Actress, which of course was Frances McDormand for Nomadland. We've gone over her performance various times now. You know, I've gone over it a little bit in today's podcast, but last week's podcast, we talked about it a lot. That was pretty much the backbone of the film Nomadland was her performance. Obviously, she's a fantastic actress. You know, this is not her first, her first Oscar. You know, she's actually won three times in 1997 for Fargo, 2018 for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And then this year, of course, for Nomadland. So she's no stranger to the Oscars. Um, she was also a producer for Nomadland, one of the main producers, if not the main producer. So she's tagged with that Best Picture Award as well. So, again, I'm not going to get too much into her performance. I'd say that you should probably listen to our podcast from last week on Nomadland as a whole. But I think she does do a great job. You know, we she's probably my favorite actress when it comes to strong, independent women that really don't need anybody else's help when it comes to her job or just her lifestyle that she tries to live. I love her performance in Three Billboards and, of course, Fargo. I think probably my favorite out of the three is Three Billboards, honestly, because, you know, she does give off that strong persona as usual for her characters. I think nobody else really personifies that kind of character as well as she does. She's just really, really good at it. So I think this was a a deserved uh, Oscar for her. I couldn't really see anybody else honestly winning this year i think that she was she was basically it i mean there was there were some good nominees alongside her but you know she deserved it honestly however she was going up against who i thought was the other best contender carrie mulligan in promising young woman i thought that mulligan really really came out strong in this film this is one of her only films where she's actually played like a really leading role. And I think her first film where 
the entire film revolves around her. And I think she's in practically every scene, if not every single scene in the entire movie. So, I mean, she did a really good job as well. But, of course, the Academy loves McDormand, you know, ever since 1997, ever since she was in her husband's film Fargo. You know, it's she's always been up with the up with the Academy. The Academy's always loved her. And going back a little bit to the best actor winner, Anthony Hopkins, he did go up against some sizable opponents. You know, he went up against Gary Oldman, who was in Mank, you know, Chadwick Boseman and Mulraney's Black Bottom. And of course, Riz Ahmed, who was in Sound of Metal. I thought that Riz Ahmed did fantastic. Honestly, he was actually probably my pick for the best actor winner just because I thought that he did a fantastic job. He also had to display several levels of confusion, much like Anthony Hopkins did, because Riz Ahmed's character in Sound of Metal loses his hearing early on in the film. And of course, he's a he's a rock band drummer. So this is obviously a huge thing for him to have to deal with. He can't really do it anymore. He can't really be a rock star anymore. He kind of just has to live life with the loss of his hearing. So his character goes through several things. You know, he has to basically go to this camp, per se, where there are various people that have his disability. They all can't hear. They're all deaf. So he has to learn to deal with that. He learns sign language with them, learns to live with these people. And learns to embrace the fact that he's deaf. However, he wants to get back to work the whole time. His character always wants to get back to work. Um, you know, he his uh, his band is made up of only him and his very serious girlfriend, who actually had gotten him off drugs early on. Which that that isn't really delved into too much. But you know, one time he's asked by a man how long have you been off drugs? Cause he used to be on heroin and he said, Oh, five years. And the guy asked him, well, how long have you been with your girlfriend? And he says, Oh, five years. So obviously that insinuates that his girlfriend got him off drugs or was the reason that he quit. Um, but obviously I thought his performance was fantastic. He was my pick for best actor, but I thought Patrick, or I'm sorry. I thought Chadwick Boseman's performance was great. I did not think that it was personally a best best actor winner but i thought that gary oldman was also someone else that could have won i didn't particularly think that he was better than hopkins or ahmed but i thought that he was still very good as the role as uh mankowitz one of the screenwriters for citizen kane um i thought that mank was a fantastic movie i thought that the screenplay was better than they that it was given credit for but you know that's the academy isn't it and again, going back to Best Picture, because I promised in last podcast to give you what my picks were. Honestly, I would have gone with The Trial of the Chicago 7. I thought that The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is about the real-life trial of the seven defendants that were charged by the federal government with conspiracy because of the protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Um, I thought that this was a fantastic film. It did win the Golden Globe for Best Screenplay. I'll get into that a little later, the screenplay winners. But it was directed by one of my favorite screenwriters, actually, Aaron Sorkin. I thought it was fantastic, honestly. I thought that it was my favorite film this year that came out. It was easily my favorite film that was nominated for an Oscar. Um, I thought it should have won. 
you know, I thought Nomadland was great. And obviously the Academy loves Francis McDormand. So it's not really a huge surprise that she were to take away best picture and best actress. But I thought at least Sorkin would have won best director or best screenplay. But obviously I'll get into that a little later. But I thought that this should have won best picture because it was thrilling. It was fun. It was funny. It was just a great movie to watch. I don't think it's really, it's not hard to watch at all. There are no parts I felt were boring. Mank had a few slow parts in it, as did Promising Young Woman, as did Sound of Metal, as did Nomadland and The Father. Minari, I can't really say, had many slow parts. The whole, the whole thing was not really quick-paced, but Judas and the Black Messiah was probably the same pace as... Chicago 7. They're both quick-paced and they're both fun movies to watch. It's hard not to like either of those films. But again, I thought the crowd Chicago 7 won because it was just, in my opinion, the best movie that came out. It's best acted movie overall across the board. They had the best screenplay. My favorite cinematography out of any of them, honestly. I just thought it was fun. It was just it was fun to watch and it was totally enjoyable. But now we'll move on. To Best Director. All right, so Best Director was obviously Chloe Zhao. She won for Nomadland, which is no surprise because Nomadland swept the Oscars absolutely this year. So when it comes to directing, I personally thought that Sorkin should have been nominated, which he was not. I, I think he definitely should have been. I thought his techniques were fantastic in this film. I thought that in only his second directed film this was pretty damn good. I mean, huh, the trial of the Chicago seven was, as I have stated a few times, so enjoyable. It was so fun. I thought that he should have been at least in the running, if not to be the winner. But honestly, I thought the winner should have been David Fincher for Mank. I thought that his techniques were fantastic. Fincher has been known to say there's only two ways to shoot a film and one of them's wrong. And I thought that every shot in which he shot and this film was the right way to film it. I thought that Nomadland could have been filmed in different ways. However, obviously it turned out to be a great film, but I thought that Mank was shot better. I thought that the events were perhaps in better places than in Nomadland. I thought that I could see Fincher's directorial techniques a little more than Chloe Zhao. Not to put down Chloe Zhao or anything, but you know, I just I thought that Fincher just provide us with a better film this year when it came to directorial techniques. So obviously Chloe Zhao deserving of this because Nomadland was a great film. However, I would not put her on top above Fincher or even above Sorkin. Honestly, I thought that those two were better than her this year. Next up, our best supporting actor winner is Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought that this was honestly well-deserved. Um, this is probably one of the only ones where I was like, hey, you know what? He deserved this. There's not really too much of a question in my mind as to who else could have won this. Um, I mean, I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen was absolutely fantastic, phenomenal, in fact, in The Trial of the Chicago 7. He's known for these Borat movies where he plays this funny, well, funny to some maybe, maybe not to me, but this humorous, say, character that really doesn't have much substance, really doesn't have much intelligence at all, isn't really uh, well 
thought out character, I guess I, but I felt that in this, in his movie, the trial of Chicago seven, he finally gave us an intelligent persona. He finally gave us somebody that we can root for somebody that we can get behind. So I thought that he did fantastic. However, Daniel Kaluuya did fantastic. in the black Messiah. He was great. You know, I thought his performance was fantastic. He gave us a few levels of emotion, not, not a ton of emotion, but he did give us a few. So I thought that he was good. I thought the film Judas and the Black Messiah was good. Um, you know, I I can't really say that I'm upset about this. Another actor that was up for this was Paul Racy, who was in Sound of Metal. And he's kind of unknown to a lot of people, but he was the man who essentially taught Riz Ahmed's character in Sound of Metal how to do everything while being deaf, how to live life and how to accept the fact that you're deaf and basically taught him, I don't know, to accept himself rather than just the fact that he's gone deaf or whatever, just to accept himself as a person. But his character was very powerful, and this is all because of him, really. I thought that the screenplay that was written for him was also fantastic, but he delivered his lines amazing. So I don't, I don't really think that we can attribute that all to the screenwriters, even though, you know, I'd love to. But I think Paul Racy does a fantastic job in this role. So I thought that he was another one that could have been more highly considered, but I don't think he was because he's more of a character actor. You know, the Academy doesn't really know him. Um, you know, he's he, he did great. He, he did fantastic. This is the first time he's ever been nominated for an Academy Award. And really the first time he's been nominated for much of anything. He was nominated for the Independent Spirit Award, Critics' Choice Award, National Society of Film Critics, and the BAFTA Award. But all he really, all he really came out with ever was the independent spirit award and the national society of film critics award i mean considering he's never really gotten much recognition as an actor at all i think it was great that he pulled out these in separate and separate areas besides the academy awards because i thought that he did a really good job in the sound of metal so i'm glad that he was at least considered elsewhere but he was not very highly considered obviously for the academy so again daniel kaluuya deservedly won this i can't really say anything besides that he he did very well um i thought that he performed very very well in judas and the black messiah there's not even much to be said he did a good job so moving on our best supporting actress yoon ya jung who won for minari um i thought that she was good i don't know if i a hundred percent would have given it to her i thought amanda seyfried did Fantastic in Mank, and Olivia Coleman did really well in The Father. Um, but, you know, the, the industry, quite honestly, did not pump out many fantastic films this year. You know, we only saw maybe, I want to say, eight good films out of this entire year of, of the film industry. So, you know, there's not, there wasn't really much to be said this year. It's, it really wasn't that good. So, you know, the other nominees were Maria Bakalova and Glenn Close. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought that Jung Yoon did very well. Um, I can't, there's not much to be said about that one, much like the best supporting actor. But for me, even less to be said about best, support, or best supporting actress. I just, I didn't even really think that many of the films were that fantastic. And, those that were good, 
were not nominated for Best Supporting Actress. So, you know, on that note, I think I'll just move on to Best Original Screenplay. Um, so Best Original Screenplay, this is probably the one where I felt personally most shafted. Um, you know, Best Original Screenplay is usually given to the one that has the best screenplay and has the best lines in it and is the most enjoyable, not only to watch, but to listen to. But this year it was given to promising young woman written by Emerald Fennell. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of this screenplay, to be quite honest. There were a few parts where I was like, Oh, okay, that's cute. Or, Oh, that's kind of funny. But for the most part, I wasn't a huge fan of the story. The story is about a girl who essentially pretends that she goes to bars or clubs and she pretends that she's blackout drunk and waits for guys to pick her up and bring her back to their house or their apartment and then waits to see if they're going to put the moves on her. And lo and behold, most of the guys that take her home while she's quote unquote blackout drunk try to put the moves on her. But then when they try to put the moves on her, she finally stops them. And they realize, oh, she's not blackout drunk. And even though I was going to perform rape on her, now I can't because she's actually talking to me and she's not blackout drunk. She's not now going to just easily submit to this crap. So the thing is, she doesn't really do anything to these guys when this happens. She just kind of talks to them and relatively scares them. I mean, she doesn't threaten them with anything. She just kind of is like, oh. What were you going to do? And they're like, oh, you know, I, I would never do anything. You know, I'm a nice guy. And she's she always goes, oh, yeah, you're a nice guy. You know, that's what everybody says. Uh, you know, at least at least be grateful that you didn't go ahead and full on rape me right off the bat because multiple guys have tried to do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, OK. And then she just kind of leaves every guy's house after doing that. But the problem with her character is that. She doesn't really, oh, uh, I should say, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't really have the ability to carry on normal lifestyle, you know, as a human being. She finds a guy played by Bone Burnham, actually, the comedian, stand-up comedian, that is actually looking to start a relationship with her, perhaps. And unfortunately, she does this act every single night at bars and clubs that she's blackout drunk and she's like holding on to them as they're dragging her out of the bar. And then one night, lo and behold, Bo Burnham's character is going into a bar and he sees her getting dragged out by some guy while she pretends to be blackout drunk. So I don't know. She screws that whole thing up. But then like the problem is she's doing all of this out of some false sense of revenge that she has because her friend back in college was raped at a party and then ended up, ended up killing herself, assumedly because she was too embarrassed or something. And because nobody really believed that she was raped, they just believed that she kind of slept around or whatever. But for some reason, the main character in this, in this film thinks that going and making guys feel bad for doing this is really going to change anything instead of going to the authorities and saying a word about anything. This kind of goes around and makes bad guys feel bad for being bad guys, which obviously probably will make no difference 
you know, if, if these guys were bad enough to do this to, to her, I mean, who's to say that they're ever going to be like, oh, okay, this girl is probably another one that's faking being blackout drunk, you know, so I'm not going to take her home with me. Like, no, I, I, I feel like that's hard to believe. Um, so I wasn't a huge fan of this film. Uh, I thought that Carrie Mulligan's acting job was fantastic. I thought that obviously she came into her own in this film. But I thought the screenplay was rather subpar. You know, it was very, very millennial, not uh, not very intelligent screenwriting. I didn't think there were any lines in the film where I thought, OK, well, that's great. You know, I, I, that's fantastic. You know, obviously the idea is rather original, but it's it's just not really enjoyable. I didn't really see the point. There's I don't know if there's any message in there. It's, hey, don't rape people, which I thought they taught us back in. I don't know, middle school, but you know, whatever. Obviously the Academy likes random films these days. So I can't really say anything about that. Again, the one that I thought of, that I thought should have won was the trial of the Chicago seven written by the screenwriter and director of this film, Aaron Sorkin. I am a huge fan of Aaron Sorkin. He is most well known for being a playwright, screenwriter and television writer. So uh, he's just a fantastic writer, guys. There's no two ways about it. Um, he's well known for writing much of The West Wing, The Newsroom. He wrote The Social Network, which is a fantastic movie. And he's very well known for A Few Good Men, which he wrote. And it was made in 1992. Um, I thought that he should have won Best Original Screenplay. This was the most fun movie of the year, in my opinion, Trial of Chicago 7. Um, I thought that his lines for Abby Hoffman were perhaps the best in the film. Abby Hoffman was played by Sasha Baron Cohen, as well as Tom Hayden, who was played by the great Eddie Redmayne. You know, Eddie Redmayne's given us some fantastic performances lately. You know, he's he was in The Theory of Everything, you know, Fantastic Beasts, The Danish Girl. Um, he's He's coming into his own as an actor as well. But I felt that this screenplay was just the best. I didn't really think that anything was even close to as good as this one, let alone Promising Young Woman. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought that the story, the true story of the trial of the Chicago 7 was just much more fun and much more enjoyable. Um, we had real lines that were said in the courtroom, as well as, you know, various scenes where the protesters were later together at one house and they would argue about certain things and maybe the exact words weren't said but the whole mood of the story was brought out to a whole new light because of the lines that Aaron Sorkin wrote because of the story that he told so I thought again the story was a lot more interesting than Promising Young Woman the actual lines that were said in the film were a lot more fun and a lot more interesting than that of promising young woman and i just i like the whole film as i like the film as a whole a, a whole lot more honestly it's i just thought it was a lot more fun thought it was just a better produced film than that of promising young woman so this is the one that i was most i felt most shafted by because i felt that the trial of the chicago seven should have won however you know it, it's it's whatever at this point obviously the oscars screw up at least once if not twice or five times a year. So, you know, I felt like that was a big scrub for them. Now, without further ado, 
The second to last award that I'd like to cover is Best Adapted Screenplay. So this year, of course, the movie The Father won Best Adapted Screenplay. Honestly, because of the low amount of good films that were made this year, I'm not really upset at this one winning because the only other ones that were up were the second Borat film, which the actual the actual title for that, I'm not even going to say because it's not even worth mentioning. But also Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger were nominated. Um, I think The Father was just probably the best out of these, honestly, when it comes to the actual storyline. You know, Nomadland's a close second for me just because it's, it is very original. However, I think that the fact that The Father follows this storyline where we're basically in his head and the whole gimmick, as I mentioned earlier, is that we don't know what's going on, much like he doesn't know what's going on. So we kind of have to figure that out along the way. Um, you know, it's just, it was, it was original. It's, it's a little hard to follow at certain times because we're in his head. But, you know, you figure it out over time just because, as he does, he figures it out. But obviously he'll forget soon after. The audience will not. Um, I think just because it was such an original story, based on the play of the same name written by the one of the screenwriters Florian Zeller I think that's that's probably the reason it won it was just it was a very original story there's not really anything that I've seen that quite like it I thought that it was good um so I, I didn't really feel too shafted by best adapted screenplay simply because it, it was it was it was good I mean I didn't really think it was bad I thought that Nomad Land was probably a close second. But I think the father probably topped it, honestly, when it came to the storyline and the lines actually said in the film. So without further ado, the final award I'd like to talk about is Best Cinematography. I was actually delightfully surprised that Mank won Best Cinematography this year. I thought that it was so well-deserved. As I mentioned earlier, the cinematography was fantastic. Fincher loves to pick the right shots to use. He likes to say there's two ways to shoot a film, and one of them is wrong. And I felt that in Mank, every shot he used was the right shot to use. I thought that it was shot fantastic. In times where we were looking up to Mank, he would use low-angle shots. And when there were times where he was doing stupid crap and making dumb decisions, we would look down on him and above everybody else kind of staring at him, looking in awe at his pure stupidity. But I felt like it was it was practically perfect when it came to a cinematograph cinematographical standpoint um i just thought that it was it was it was very citizen kane-esque simply because it's about the the making of the film the writing of the film citizen kane um and about of course mankiewicz life leading up to that um i loved the fact that it was shot in black and white i thought that that gave us a really different perspective and I thought that it was great considering it was based on the writing of Citizen Kane so I thought that it was it was actually kind of needed I can't really imagine this film being shot in color just because it would take the feeling of the entire film away I thought it, the fact that it was shot in black and white was incredibly intelligent I don't know exactly who made the decision whether that be Fincher or the cinematographer Eric Messerschmidt but I thought that this was easily the film that should have won Best Cinematography, uh, probably closely followed by 
the trial of the Chicago Seven and Nomadland. Honestly, those two also had some be- some some great cinematography. Um, but again, I was delightfully surprised at this one. I was expecting that Mank wouldn't really win anything after it didn't win, you know, best screenplay or anything of that nature. But I was really happy when it won best cinematography, and I thought that it was well deserved. So, yeah. I guess I'll give you guys a quick run through of what the picks were that I went over and what my picks would have been for each of those again. So for best picture, again, of course, Nomad Land won by Chloe Zhao. And I thought that the trial of the Chicago seven by Aaron Sorkin should have won best actor, Anthony Hopkins for the father. Uh, I thought his was great, but I think a close second, if not the first place that I would have put would be Riz Ahmed for sound of metal. And then, of course, Best Actress, Frances McDormand. I thought that she did fantastic. You know, as usual, she's the most well-renowned, independent, and strong female character player in probably the past 40 years or so, probably the past 30, 40 years. So I thought that she did a great job. I wasn't really upset at this at all. And then, of course, Best Supporting Actor was Daniel Kaluuya. I can't really say that I was upset about this one. I think Paul Racy was a close second for me but I think that he deserved this one the most out of any of the last that I've talked about, you know, Francis McDormand, either her or Carrie Mulligan probably should have won best actress to me. I think that the Academy loves Francis McDormand. So it wasn't really a question to me as to who was actually going to win at the Academy Awards, but I thought that Carrie Mulligan probably should have gotten more recognition. And then of course, best supporting actress, Yoon Yu Shung. I thought that she did fantastic. I didn't really think that there were many other actresses that really got a chance to come out as decent this year. I thought Amanda Seyfried did great in in Mank. But, you know, again, this was not the year for movies. This was kind of a weak year for the film industry. So I'm not really surprised that uh, she won this for the film Minari. And then, of course, Best Director was Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I thought, again, I mentioned that Aaron Sorkin, in my opinion, should have been more highly considered you know i mean the man wasn't even nominated for directing so i thought that either chloe Zhao or david fincher should have taken this one away i probably would have honestly given it to fincher just because i personally would have i liked his techniques more in mank than hers in nomadland but you know the academy of course has their decision making process which is unknown to rather anybody at all but of course next up is best original screenplay which promising young woman won obviously i would have given it to the trial of chicago seven i meant i talked about this one a lot so i'm not going to get into that too much but best adapted screenplay of course the father took that away which i mean i thought that that was probably the best bet for best adapted screenplay i didn't feel too shafted when it came to that and then, of course, last but not least, Best Cinematography. I was delightfully surprised that Mink took this away. I thought that that was perhaps the most well-deserved Oscar this year. I was honestly pretty disappointed with this year's Oscars, both in the sense of the presentation and in the actual winners and losers. I thought that it was just, I thought it just was not very good for the Academy this year. So that concludes today's podcast. Tune in next week where. John will return with me. We will be discussing the film Scarface, the 1983 Brian De Palma film, which has obviously 
taken a lot of recognition. It is a two hour and 50 minute crime slash drama starring Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Stephen Bauer. Um, I'm really excited for this one. You know, Scarface is one of the greatest films of all time for a lot of reasons. So tune in next week. Hope to see you there. Have a good night.